0: Let's begin today's discussion.
1: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones.
0: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to Yaro Pat. Yaro is the product manager at Hype Auditor, a third-party analytic source for Instagram that was developed to help marketers find a more efficient way to source authentic influencers for their marketing campaigns. Yaro is a jack-of-all-trades in design, development, analytics, and marketing, and has spent the last two years concentrating on the influencer marketing industry and social media analytics, with his goal to help make the whole industry of influencer marketing more transparent transparent, and effective. Today, we're going to talk about influencer fraud on Instagram and how to detect and combat it. We'll learn what has worked from Yaro's experience, what maybe could be avoided, and where people are missing the mark. Yaro, welcome. Thank you. Well, super happy to have you here today because I love talking about influencer marketing.
1: <laughs> so do I.
0: Good. So to start us off, can you give all of our listeners a little bit of a background on who you are and what got you into doing social influencer marketing software?
1: Yeah, so uh, I started as a web designer a long time ago. Uh, Then I switched to a user experience designer role in a huge uh, development company. Uh, Then I moved uh, to a different city and I joined a great team of uh, designers to be a project manager. Mm -hmm. And then I understood that uh, I actually don't like to be a project manager and to manage tasks uh, that come from uh, different people, come from clients, because sometimes I think I know a little bit better what to do, and I have more empathy for users. So I always wanted to do my own product, my very own product, where I am responsible for everything and where uh, I use uh, figures, I use numbers to grow and to understand what to do next, rather than uh, doing it by guess. And by the the way, uh, that's uh, actually exactly what happens with inclusive marketing right now. So people switch from uh, growing by guess to growing by numbers. Mm -hmm. So, and that's a great thing. So that's exactly what I did. So I joined uh, the company uh, that I work for right now. Uh, And uh, I joined uh, as a product manager rather than to be a project manager. Mm -hmm. Uh, What means that I'm responsible for uh, growing the product, understanding, uh, first of all, understanding the customer needs. So... Uh, I uh, talk to customers a lot and if you have uh, ever uh, used our product you might have already uh, have a chat with me via email or in intercom or maybe I was guiding our support engineers uh, to to solve your problem so most of my work is working with people working with customers who are mostly uh, brands who use uh, Instagram influencer marketing and also platforms and agencies so these are my people. These are people who I help a lot. And uh, the, uh, the product that we do is uh, only the tip of the iceberg. And mm-hmm. we also do a lot of work to make the whole industry of influencer marketing transparent, fair, and effective. So that's our main goal at the moment.
0: Okay. Uh, so to start yeah. off, so I know... And and you're going to share more details during our chat about this because y'all have created this fantastic influencer um, report that everyone's going to be able to download. But can you explain just to our listeners how you define, because this will go into our conversation, the levels of influencers. We have the nano, we have the micro, we have a macro, we have a celebrity. Can you put some numbers behind that of how y'all evaluate that?
1: Yeah, so uh, the main thing here is that uh, not only the exact numbers that we choose to divide influencers into segments because you may actually choose different numbers and uh, if you go through different articles on influencer marketing, uh, you're absolutely right that sometimes they say about nano influencers, sometimes they say about micro influencers, but the whole thing is that uh, different influencers uh, behave in a different way Uh, and uh, different products uh, should be uh, advertised with uh, with influencers of different size, mm-hmm. and also the way you work with uh, influencers of different size is also different. For example, uh, when you work with uh, nano or my, micro influencers, sometimes first of all you don't have to pay them. Sometimes uh, you just give them the product, and as a thank you, they as a, as they agree greeting they do a promotion for you. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, second thing is that uh, when you Uh, are subscribed to a small influencer, you always feel strongly connected to them. So it's like your friend online. It's not like a celebrity. Uh, When you follow uh, David Beckham, you don't feel uh, connected to him at all, right? He's a great guy. He looks like God, right? Right. (laughs) So uh, you you don't understand uh, his everyday problems. Your problems are completely different. But you like him in general because he's a great person. So the uh, things he do for the society are just great. Uh, But you don't you don't and you don't have the same problems, you don't uh, live the same life. And with small influencers, uh, you are very strongly connected with them. And that's uh, when uh, how the whole influencer marketing magic happens. Uh, Because uh, you just feel it feel the advertisement from them, like a uh, like a piece of advice from your friend, right? So that's what's uh, special about uh, small influencers and medium sized influencers are also great uh, because uh, they have uh, the they already have certain uh, influence uh, on their audience. I was trying to find a different word, but I understand that uh, I just use this route a lot like influence influencers, stuff like this. So they already have certain influence on their audience. But at the same time, they're still down to earth. So they are not uh, celebrities
0: they uh, they pretty much know what to do better potentially than your nano influencers and your small micro influencers they they've honed their skill their content might be a little bit more refined they might understand yeah. how to grow their audience a little bit more and they're still relatable to the follower but not necessarily as relatable as your smaller influencers
1: exactly yeah 100% so yeah so yep. uh, their content is still authentic but it's very uh, high quality so they, they use uh, different, uh, you know, like uh, special studios, special way of shooting. They know how to build the uh, description under every post. So they will never, uh, like, miss the opportunity to activate the audience using the certain words, using certain CTAs, certain tricks with Instagram stories. Uh, when, for example, they build up the uh, some kind of uh, suspense using stories. So they say like, today, I'm going to do something very special. And then they ask you to vote for something. So yeah, so uh, bigger influencers uh, know how to do it the proper way. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they are not that, uh, you know, like, uh, small influencers are just nice, right? (laughs) They're like, they're they're so relatable. So that's the that's the key difference. And so uh, what we did is that uh, we also know that uh, those influencers use uh, Instagram differently and they grow differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why we decided uh, to uh, separate all the statistics uh, we post mm-hmm. uh, by the size of influencers. And that's uh, also what we do in our reports. Uh, we never compare small bloggers to celebrities. We know that the uh, market just doesn't work that way. So we compare bloggers of similar sizes and we never set any gold standard. So we never say that engagement rates should be 7%. So we always compare bloggers of the same size. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and when we give any uh, marks, so when we say like, uh, this is average or this is great. So we always uh, say that it's great compared to the market situation in general, not to how we think it should be, it must be.
0: So you mentioned engagement rates and that you can't say apples to apples, your micro-influencer can't have, you know, be compared the same way. But what kind of engagement rate should people be looking for? Because when influencer marketing first started, everyone was just looking at the overall follower count. And they were judging, you know, whether that influencer would be good or not based on that count. And this gets into why your software is a solution provider, because you're digging in a little bit deeper versus just saying, okay, influencer A has 7,500 followers, influencer B has 57,000, influencer C has 437,000. You're drilling down a little bit more into that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So this is how the whole market was developing. So for a long, long time ago, all brands, you're absolutely right, that all brands were looking only at the number of followers. Uh, and by that moment, it was actually a great way to measure influencers because all followers were 100% authentic, involved, engaged. Everyone was checking every post. So it was great by that moment, but that's long, long time ago. Uh, and then, uh, uh, influencers understood that when all brands look only uh, at a certain metric, you can inflate it artificially. So they started to uh, purchase bots and, uh, Uh, When they purchased bots, uh, uh, so the outcome that uh, they got was they have a lot of followers, but very small number of likes and comments. Mm -hmm. So the engagement rate fell down and the brands started to check for engagement rate. Mm -hmm. So brands understood that uh, if you have authentic followers, you will have a lot of uh, likes and comments. Uh, What happened next? Uh, Bloggers started to inflate uh, likes and comments uh so what we do now is that we check uh the authenticity of both followers and likes and comments like overall audience authenticity mm-hmm. uh to help brands uh to work and to choose only authentic influencers mm-hmm. so that that's that's uh that's what makes uh uh working uh with influencers using high positive very special so uh as f- as far as I know, uh, not all brands uh, and uh, even not all agencies ask for uh, Instagram insights or just any statistics so by uh, different sources say that uh, almost fifteen uh, percent of brands ask uh, bloggers to send their instagram insights uh, and that doesn't sound uh, like a approach that gives a huge return of investment right, right. so uh, we think that uh, when you choose bloggers you should always look for their demography uh look for their age slash gender split uh countries and cities where the audience is based Mm -hmm. uh, and also check for authenticity so that's uh, what we think is uh, like major things you should check
0: And then just for our listeners, you know, every time he's saying bloggers, he's meaning influencers and it's just a little bit interchangeable because bloggers do use Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and so forth, but we're considering bloggers more so someone who's writing articles and embedding photos and it's more on a um, standalone website when we say bloggers usually versus Instagrammers who are posting who are influencers.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm clear. talking about Instagram influencers. Yeah, yep. exactly. So Perfect. I think that's the, that's a cultural thing. Yeah. So it is.
0: Yeah. Just to clear it yeah. up. Cause I have, I can hear yeah. people right now thinking as they're listening
1: to
0: bloggers, like, <laughs> wait, this is different. So just to clear that up. Yeah. And then, uh, so how do and we get this a lot when we're talking with brands and, you know, individuals just in general, how do robots work? Do you know, do you have any insight? Like how do these things actually exist?
1: Uh, well, there are different kinds, uh, there are different ways to inflate your numbers on Instagram. And by the way, I've spread some numbers for you. So, uh, okay. up to, <laughs> up to 60% of, uh, us bloggers inflate followers number or engagement.
0: And they're and, going online to a site and you literally can purchase followers and you can decide yeah, if exactly. you're just purchasing followers or if you're purchasing followers who are going to con- uh, who comment on your posts, yeah. which is usually gobbledygook.
1: So exactly. So and the price is strikingly low, strikingly low. So uh, it's like ten dollars for like thousands of followers. Can you imagine? Yeah. So yeah. and uh, for sure, if you want to trick your advertisers, you are going to uh, pay for those followers that will stay with you for like one month or so. Mm-hmm. And during that period in time, uh, uh, you will be able to trick your advertisers, but also. Uh, A lot of uh, interesting things start to happen. Uh, First of all, since uh, your purchased followers are absolutely inactive, uh, they drop your engagement rate. Mm -hmm. And Instagram algorithms see that your audience doesn't react to your content Mm -hmm. and starts to show your content less. Mm -hmm. So now you have to purchase also likes and comments. Mm -hmm. And you're so hooked. And the thing is that uh, bloggers uh, sometimes even don't do this uh, because they are bad guys. So uh, I, I, I always avoid saying that influencers uh, are behaving in the wrong way. There's no wrong or right yep. way, right? Uh, but sometimes uh, influencers just don't understand what actually happens and yep. what is the uh, outcome of uh, uh, hiring instagram growth managers that's an actual profession right so people pay uh instagram growth managers and those guys start to just purchasing followers purchasing likes and uh, after their work your instagram account might actually get very inauthentic very dormant audience and uh, the whole uh impact will be negative So that's why we always stand for uh, staying real and uh, growing uh, authentically uh, using uh, like posting interesting content, participating in uh, different offline events and stuff like this uh, to get authentic and, uh, and engaged audience.
0: Yeah. And just so all of you listeners know, it's not just influencers who purchase fake followers and engagement. It's brands also. A lot of companies will do it. And we talk to them all the time and they're like, oh, well, I just want to look like, you know, we have a bigger following base. And because there's a perception that if you have a bigger following base, more people will see that, oh, you're popular, you must have cool stuff and they'll follow you too. But it all really comes down to content because if your content sucks and it's not very good, people are going to clue in really quickly. And even if they start to follow you, they're going to stop following very uh, swiftly as well.
1: Exactly. And there are also uh, different ways of inflating followers. So uh, a long time ago, you can only purchase followers and that's it. And now the techniques uh, grow more sophisticated and uh, up to 22. uh, So one of the most uh, popular uh, methods worldwide is buying followers. And, uh, up to 22% of, uh, United States, uh, influencers, Instagram influencers, uh, bought followers at least once. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 14% use follow follow techniques when you follow a lot of accounts to attract a lot of attention. Uh, and then you unfollow them back because uh, you're not interested for real, but yeah. uh, they have already seen your, uh, uh, your activity in the activity tab. Mm-hmm. Uh. Also, uh, 38% of users inflate comments and likes in the United States, uh, and worldwide, uh, up to 30% people do that, and 11%, and that's a very low number, uh, participate in engagement pods. It's a special way of inflating comments uh, that is very hard to spot, Uh, it's... uh, uh, a way for influencers to gather in small groups using Instagram direct messages or Telegram or Facebook or WhatsApp, stuff like this. And every time someone makes a post, uh, they just uh, send the li- a link to that post to that group, uh, asking people to uh, post at least four words in their comments to ask about a specific thing, uh, to praise it, so stuff like this.
0: Yep. So there's a little scratching of someone's back in order to help everyone out uh, with this in order to help. Okay. Well, and all of this is negative for brands because you're ultimately often paying based on a CPM model where it's cost per thousand. So you're looking uh, very much so, and there's no science to this. There's no exact, this is how much everything costs, but everything's based on how many followers someone has and then also what type of content they're creating. Is it photos? Is it videos? Is it multiple posts? Are they attending an event? You know, what is it that's being asked for them? And then as well as, you know, just how much engagement they have. And that should be factoring in because if you're working with an influencer who has super low engagement and high numbers, that's not as valuable as someone who has, you know, good low uh, numbers and high engagement.
1: Uh, And also, uh, for sure, the engagement rate is different for influencers of different sizes. Yep. So uh, micro-influencers have uh, significantly higher engagement rate. Is there an average Uh, there,
0: usually, that you should be uh, looking for?
1: Uh, you can check it in any hypothesis report for a, any uh, influencer, okay. uh, but generally so celebrities uh, have a way lower engagement rate because people don't seem uh, to want to comment uh, celebrities post because they, they know that uh, celebrity a celebrity will never answer them Yep. So there's no reason to do that. That's why micro-influencers have uh, great uh, engagement rate. And also uh, some of uh, uh, huge Instagram influencers uh, uh, used to use growth services without any control when uh, everything was, uh, how how my boss says, when everything was Wild West. You know, <laughs> so it's not the, uh, still wild
0: west. I think it's still wild west. It was just more <laughs> wild west back then.
1: Well, w- we we fight the wild west situation in the market right now. So I hope uh, that it will come to an end. So uh, when everything was was uh, wild west, uh, people used to use those growth services, and uh, they received a lot of uh, inactive followers. Right. They uh, received uh, and they see the result now, like after years, they still have the lower engagement rate because of that dormant followers. So that's the problem.
0: Well, until something like Twitter happens again and Facebook or Instagram decide to take one as an example because Twitter went through and they removed all the fake followers that people had or at least a large chunk of fake followers that people had. And Instagram hasn't ever done this yet.
1: Uh, So, as far as uh, we know, uh, first of all, uh, talking about uh, Twitter cleaning uh, the bots, uh, I'm not sure about how effective that was. Mm -hmm. So, since since I'm using Twitter for like 11 years now, uh, I saw very, you know, like a controversy reaction on Twitter Mm -hmm. uh, when this happened. So, some people said that uh, not only bots were removed, but also...
0: Real followers. Yeah.
1: yeah the followers were removed, uh, and speaking about Instagram, as far as uh, we know, uh, Instagram cleans uh, bots uh, sometimes, so they do this on a regular basis. but the problem is that bots become more sophisticated over time and so uh, what we do is, uh, so i 'm not sure how Instagram detects bots and how uh, they spot and what they define okay. as bot. Uh, But what we do is that we use machine learning uh, that was uh, built uh, in-house. So we built a machine learning algorithm uh, and it looks on the numbers of uh, different uh, Instagram accounts Mm -hmm. and it was trained on thousands of accounts of real people and bots. And uh, now it's able to spot a real person from bot. And actually... Anyone can spot a bot on Instagram, right? So when you see a certain profile, you can understand that's a bot, right? Mm -hmm. So when it doesn't have an identity of a real person, and it doesn't have uh, avatar, when the username is weird and contains random numbers, and the full name doesn't seem like a real person name, and there are no posts, a lot of followings, very small number of followers. So all these things are easy to spot by a person. But the thing is that machines do it fast, machines do it great. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything what we do with our rappers can be done by a person. And it will take like a month to analyze uh, 10,000 of uh, followers, right? Sure. And for for us, uh, we build a, a rapper in less than two minutes, so... I think that's a little bit faster than do it in... Just a a little
0: faster, yes.
1: Just a little faster, yeah. (laughs) So that's the thing. And also, we can do it in parallel. So that's the greatest thing. So, for example, when you're prepared to do an advertising campaign and you want to check the influencers that you really like, Mm -hmm. uh, you just uh, specify their usernames one by one and we calculate all of them in parallel. Mm -hmm. And in minutes, in less than an hour, you will see complete reports of every influencer you want to work with.
0: And that way you can see what their following count is, as well as their engagement, how many likes, how many comments.
1: Yeah. So, so we have all the basic metrics that you mentioned. So for sure we have followers following post number uh, engagement rate, uh, average likes, average comments, but we also have all the fancy stuff, stuff that uh, it's not, it's not that easy to spot. So first of all, we have audience types. Uh, so for every influencer, we specify uh, the number of real people, the number of influencers, the mm-hmm. uh, number of mass followers. So the accounts that follow more than uh, 1,500 uh, other accounts. Okay. So they probably don't see the influencer content. And the number of suspicious accounts. So when, we never say bot because uh, our algorithm can be wrong. Mm-hmm. So for, for sure uh, in... Uh, less than 2% cases we'll see that a real person is, behaves like a bot. Right. Uh, and that happened, for example, uh, with uh, a friend of mine who decided to archive all his photos, mm-hmm. remove all his information, and then our algorithm said, like, most likely this is not real human behavior. Right. And that's really it. That's not how people use Instagram, right? We at least have a profile folder because Instagram forces us to do that. We at least have one or two posts or we post like once a month at least, right? Sure. So uh, for sure, uh, our techniques uh, may give some mistakes. You always have mistakes when you deal with statistics. But in uh, 98% cases, uh, we will be right. And I think that's a great uh, rate for a machine learning technique.
0: Yeah. And a uh, lot of, and there's also just so the listeners understand, you know, there's fake robots, but there's also something called dead accounts. And dead accounts happen when people are just no longer active. They're just not using it anymore. Maybe someone set up a number of different Instagram handles and now they're concentrating on something else and now they're not active, so they're kind of pulling down any of those accounts they're following too. And that adds up. And you especially see this with celebrities like your Kim Kardashian's out there where they yeah. potentially have hundreds of thousands of dead accounts, because that's just what happens when you have that big of a follower base.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and we also have all the interesting stuff. Uh, so normally to know your uh, influencers, uh, Uh, audience uh, demography so where they live how old they are uh you have to ask them and sometimes they won't respond to you or they might uh basically photoshop uh, their insights yeah show you the wrong numbers so
0: fake insights yeah
1: yeah fake insights uh so what we do is that we also use uh different uh, very advanced techniques like computer vision, natural language processing and uh, stuff like this to define uh, countries of the audience, cities of the audience, Mm -hmm. languages, the audience speaks uh, age and gender split Mm -hmm. uh, ethnicity uh, and all the interesting stuff like this. So that uh, if you're a brand, you will be able to pick the influencers that have most of your target audience because you you as a brand you always know uh what is your audience age and gender where do they live uh what are they interested in and we also show this by the way so we show uh the interests of the audience uh, based on what else they are engaged with
0: and this is super important. Yeah. And this is super yes. important if you're going to do a brand integration deal, if you're actually going to pay an influencer to talk about your product. I can't tell you how many times we'll be talking with a brand who's hiring us to do influencer marketing for them. And who they think someone would be perfect is not it at all. They were like, oh, she's beautiful. She's lovely. She's gorgeous. You know, she's, oh, she's, you know, swimsuits. She's, whatever it might be, and we have to say, yes, our followers are basically in um, Europe, and Asia, and they're all men. And you're trying to sell a product that is in the United States to millennials.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's important. Yeah, so also uh, speaking about interests of the audience, sometimes, for example, when you see a sports person, uh, Mm -hmm. you think that probably people who are subscribed to a famous soccer player are interested in soccer. Uh, but they will be interested in beauty and fashion yeah so that 's what happens in the market so uh that 's actually an interesting thing so uh, what we deal with is a real marketing situation, not uh what we suppose it to be, and this reveals a lot of interesting insights so yeah. uh first of all that 's uh, engagement rates uh, and also More deep insights like uh, this thing with uh, topics people are interested in.
0: (laughs) On the point you were saying, so one thing that's so funny that comes up so we've done campaigns specifically for athletes, right? And we're like, oh, this will be perfect, spot on. And then know the athletes typically date women who are supermodels, celebrities, all of those. And so the next thing you find out is this athlete who you think is like super big with the male followers, it's all people who are following reality stars or housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever it might be, because they are the females interested in getting insights because these athletes also post about their girlfriends and these people following want to see those photos they're posting about their girlfriends or their wives. Nice. Yep.
1: yeah, so, so, yeah, so dif- different uh, interesting uh, insights uh, open up uh, when you deal with real data. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's also available thing for brands. So, you shouldn't uh, use your intuition. You, sh- you should uh, use numbers and you should check uh, the real statistics uh, to measure impact, uh, to uh, measure the estimated impact. So... That's available thing for both brands and agencies uh, and platforms. So,
0: okay.
1: uh, so also speaking about the, uh, so like uh, how to use uh, Hypoditor, right? So first of all, you can always check your influencers uh, for all the, these metrics. And also we have a one huge metric that combines the whole report in one number. We call it audience quality score. And it's shown at the very top of every report and it's color-coded. So it's green for great audience quality. It's yellow for average and red if something seems uh, not very authentic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for sure, it's, it's not uh, a grading of any kind. So we, we do not give scores to real people. Uh, we do not uh, deal with stuff like this because this, is, this sounds very unacceptable, right? So that's why we call this not a blogger score. We are not an influencer score. We always call it audience quality score. So Mm -hmm. it deals uh, with quality of Instagram accounts uh, who are subscribed to that influencer Mm -hmm. uh, and shows uh, how authentic they are. Uh, So and uh, sometimes uh, even uh, that number tells a lot. But we always recommend to drill down and to see the whole report, to see the audience type, to see engagement and how authentic it, uh, yeah, how f- authentic it is, uh, to see the growth uh, analysis. So we also have uh, nice uh, analytics uh, that analyzes the curve uh, of followers number mm-hmm. for any anomalies. So, for example, uh, you may may see uh, sudden spikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stand for purchased followers. And we are able to determine between a sudden spike of purchased followers and a spike yeah. of appearing on a TV, for example. So sure. there, there are ways to organically have a hockey stick growth on your followers number. Mm-hmm. And we are able to dis- distinguish between both followers and uh, those uh, organic ways. We also uh, look at uh, followings graph. Uh, And when you see a specific saw pattern there, this means follow and follow. And this uh, also means that most of followers uh, will be uh, inauthentic. They will be not interested in the influencers' content. So we also think that it's not a natural way to grow your followers' number.
0: Right, especially with like sweepstakes or things that you could win just at a moment, you'll see people who dive in, do an entry, and then jump out again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then with, you know, so all of our listeners also know it It used to be that if you were doing a campaign and you were spending enough money, you actually could talk to the influencers agent and you could get the password to the influencers account. So you could check your eyes just got big, but you actually could do that. And that wasn't unheard of where you could actually dig in and see, you know, your own Ability, or you wouldn't even need to ask them for the password. You would have them sign up, and they would give you permission to have your analytics information dive in and take a look at their password. And but what, and not their password, but have access to it to look into their follower and their analytics and numbers. But what's happened is very recently. People don't want to do this at all anymore, and they're running scared. I mean, obviously, to give up a password, scared, but even to use an analytics um, software where they're having to sign in themselves, it's not something that, you know, y'all have created a system to do because people's accounts are being stolen and taken over and held hostage and people, once you go in, if you can change the password on that account, you can literally run away with that account and use the follower. You, there's there's accounts of people selling brand deals on fake accounts that are real accounts and that the real person can no longer even get involved in. And you'll, you can tell what, when this happens because it looks like the account's just been spammed with a lot of content and it happens very quickly. And it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars that are transferring. And there's nothing that Instagram and Facebook can really do about it because they can't get ahead of it because the passwords keep changing, the usernames keep changing. And it's very, very difficult to even find the account because there'll be a real authentic account with all of these followers and then they'll change the name. And so that's this whole new world out there that causes it to be even harder for marketers to truly have insights sometimes unless they are using tools like Hype, um, Hype Auditor.
1: Yeah, exactly. So and what we do is 100% safe. So you don't uh, give any passwords, you don't give any private information. We care about privacy a lot because uh, this is number one value in modern culture, right? So uh, all information we use is 100% public. So we don't use any great techniques. We don't use any APIs. We don't yep. uh, use any sensitive data. We don't store anything in personalized form. So everything we store is 100% anonymized yep. uh, to avoid any kind of uh, personalization. So we uh, And we do this from day zero. So this is our core value is privacy of our users. So uh, we don't uh, use any sensitive data. We don't use any private data. Uh, We never ask for Instagram access. We never ask for API access, stuff like Mm -hmm. this. We never ask for username or password for sure because that's so shady. Uh, So uh, everything we do is uh, based on public information and uh, for all influencers, uh, we give lifetime free access to their report Mm -hmm. to help them grow organically and use numbers because sometimes it's just hard to do it's just hard to track so they try different techniques they uh try different approaches they try different content and they don't see any way to measure their impact mm-hmm. so uh that's why we created free weekly reports for all influencers and they are 100 percent free so any influencer can sign up with Hypoditor, mm-hmm. specify their username and be subscribed to weekly reports and also we will recalculate the whole report twice a month for free. Mm-hmm. And twice a month is very frequent, very frequent. So uh, once a month uh, is enough for almost any report. Mm-hmm. Uh, some reports do not change in like three months. They mostly have the same audience. Uh, that's true for huge accounts because people, things don't change a lot for huge accounts. Smaller accounts uh, are recalculated every month. And for influencers, we exclusively uh, recalculate the reports uh, mm-hmm. twice a month so they see every small change uh, direction of every small change so it's like uh when you ride in a small plane i know have you ever ride a small yes. plane well when you ride a small yes. plane it's just you just steer just a little bit and the whole plane goes and right. that's exactly what happens with small instagram accounts when people care about growth they just start to use different you know like photo techniques they start to talk about slightly different topics. They start to behave a little bit different in stories and the whole thing changes. So that's why we give reports every week and basic metrics are recalculated daily. Right. So that's what we do. And that's what's very special for influencers and for brands and agencies. Uh, we have uh, ability to check just any Instagram accounts. Uh, and to do that, uh, they just need to purchase a, uh, what we call credit and one credit uh, gives access to one instagram report for one year and that's a lot so uh, the report will be recalculated and that's handy when you want to build a campaign with the same influencer so uh have multiple touch points of your audience with one and the same influencer multiple times uh in a, in a year or more uh so Uh, we can analyze any Instagram account that that has more than 1,000 followers. Uh, That's the only real limitation. Uh, We also uh, have API solutions for platforms. So uh, since we care about making uh, the impact on the whole market, we understand that we can uh, give our data to different platforms Mm -hmm. so that they will use it to... Qualify influencers to enrich their internal reporting. So we have we have API access for our reports, so any platform can uh, use that data. So, and for agencies and brands, uh, they can just uh, use a web version of our reports or download a PDF or any report. So uh, that's how we get the brands covered. So uh, we do this whole thing to make the market better so yeah. that's our core values and every time we plan a new feature we never talk about uh, making money we always talk about changing the market okay.
0: so that's what we
1: borrowed from uh, famous steve jobs phrase that uh, you don't have to uh, make a business that makes money you have to make a business uh, that changes the world and money will come with it so that's uh, what we do that's our core principle
0: that's fantastic well uh, I mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast that y'all have created a report that our listeners can download. Can you share some more information about that report and where people can find it?
1: Yeah, so uh, State of Influencer Marketing Report uh, uh, contains uh, the State of Influencer Marketing, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: good. That's a good starting point. Yes.
1: <laughs> so uh, we broke it down by countries. We broke it down by influencer size. Uh, And we mainly focus on uh, things that we do best, and that's fraud analytics. So our report is uh, about how different uh, influencers of different sites uh, uh, use Instagram, use uh, techniques to inflate audience, uh, how engagement rate is different, how Comments uh, and likes uh, rates and way of inflating them is different by blogger size and by uh, country. So that's uh, what our report is focused on. And it also shows how uh, main metrics changed uh, during the year. So, how the engagement was. Uh, so engagement rate uh, was growing for some influencers and it uh, went slightly lower for different influencers. So uh, this, is, uh, this should be a very interesting reason for everyone who works with Instagram for years and uh, understands what happens in the industry.
0: And I believe you all analyzed over 4 million influencers on Instagram to create this report. Exactly, yeah. And for anyone who is interested in downloading it, y'all can go to hypeauditor.com backslash resources backslash influencer marketing state 2019. And that's so much information. So what we're going to do is put that in our show notes so that you can just go to the podcast page and click it and you will be able to immediately get access to this report.
1: Yeah, and it's actually free, yeah. And it yeah. comes in the form of nicely designed p d f you know <laughs> it is
0: it's beautiful, it's color <laughs> yeah. it's fifty six pages. I'm looking at it right now on my computer screen, so it is uh definitely there's some information that is outside of what you typically see in a lot of the influencer uh, marketing reports that are out there so there's yeah, so we, we were stats.
1: trying to we were trying to show as much information information as we can, and uh, at the same time make it comprehensive and easy to understand. So I was spend a lot of time without designers. So there was a whole team of designers working on just presenting the information in a comprehensive way, because that's just, uh, so if you, if you see uh, the source, the raw material is just a lot of uh, Yeah, numbers. With, like, thousands of numbers and figures, and they are all so disconnected. So we <laughs> were just, first of all, we were gathering this whole information. So. Uh, this uh, report uses the same information we use in our tool, Uh, so it was a byproduct uh, of our tool, but we just gathered the whole thing, we just created a lot of spreadsheets, and then we started to, first of all, spot interesting things, because uh, numbers are just not enough. You need to spot uh, the maximums and the minimums at least, right? And then we were presenting information in the most easy to digest way. So that's where my design background comes into place. <laughs>
0: well, I think y'all did a good job. And design-wise, the front end of this report is very nice. What I also like about it is you have the average engagement rate on Instagram. And y'all show that for you know your really tiny, super nano- pretty much all of our listeners potentially fall in this even, you have about a 5.6% engagement rate. When you have 5,000 to 20,000 followers, it drops down to 2.43%. 20,000 to 100,000 drops down to 2.15%. 100,000 to a million, around 2.05%. A million up 1.97%. So you can see when you're talking about doing like nano influencer campaigns, which is like the new hot topic for marketers to do, the reason why it's worthwhile to do is you get... silly high engagement rates but now you have to also understand that working with this many influencers can kind of be like herding cats you have to send out product you have to follow up Um, but it's a really good way to do a content play by working with super small influencers who get super high engagement rates and you're going to get some good content out of that as well
1: yeah exactly so uh, micro influencers uh, have their own Uh, like good points and uh, I understand why they become hotter and hotter in the market.
0: Yeah. Well, Yaro, thank you so much for being on today. This was absolutely fantastic. And before I say goodbye, um, are there any other things to know that you'd want to leave our listeners with anything else that you think they should keep in mind when they're branching out and digging into influencer marketing and of course visiting hype auditor as well to take a look at your software
1: yeah so uh the main thing that i want to say is that uh every time i uh uh, onboard people with our tool or Uh, for example uh, we were recently so we recently I I share a very special secret with you and your listeners okay recently uh, hired a great designer we were especially for him for a long time and for some uh, period in time we uh, were outsourcing uh, design to our like uh, friends from from a fellow company Mm -hmm. and uh, when we were hiring a new designer he's absolutely fantastic he's so crazy cool he's just so you will see his new designs and they are like, that's a new level, that's, that's fantastic. So when I was uh, onboarding him uh, and I was walking through uh, our report, that for me seems so easy to understand because I see it every day and I, I see hundreds of reports every day. Mm-hmm. So I, I know every trait of every report. I work with them a lot. Uh, when I was onboarding him and I was talking to him about the report, uh, I understood that it might be not that easy to understand from the first place mm-hmm. so uh when you go to hypothesis.com and you see example reports uh, of celebrities that we show for free on our index page or if you try your first report which we also go give for free uh that's okay if some of uh, the kpis seem not v- that easy to understand for you please just don't hesitate to contact us so me and my team will Uh, help you to understand every metric of every report for both bloggers and brands. And we will be more than happy to help you use hypothesis to uh, maximize uh, your outcome and to be, you know, uh, like aware of what you do in influencer marketing.
0: Well, that is a very nice offer. So thank you. Thank you. Well, Yara, again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I know our listeners did did as well. And then to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to Marking Mistakes and How to Avoid Them, and I will chat with you on our next podcast.